If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points. And we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Good, Connor. I've got that Friday feeling. And oh, yes. That, that feeling is... Let's listen to a shit DC character, everyone. <laughs> I think the <laughs> I think the real question is: Will Sean remember to upload this episode on the Friday? We just don't know. Look, look! I forgot yeah. to upload. I just completely spaced. I just forgot what day it was. And then, just, I mean, it got to about. I think it was like half eleven here in yeah. Ireland on Friday, and I was like. Normally my phone has a notification of, oh, here's for hire is uploaded. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Never got that notification. I was like, oh, maybe there's something glitch, something wrong with my whatever yeah. podcast. Couldn't be Sean. Like, couldn't be Sean. I assumed it couldn't be. Sean wouldn't let me down. Sean would never We call forget. him No Let Down Sean. Sure. <laughs> right? That's what they call me. <laughs> that's what they call him. Mr. No Days Off is what he's otherwise known as. But then <laughs> we, we, I assumed it was just up. And I go log on, Sean. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll go into my admin access, which, I mean, I can check to see, and no episode. No, no just episode. nothing there. See, what had happened was, I fell asleep at 10pm. 
<laughs> well, you should but, have uploaded a half nine then, really, when you think about it. Nah, no, 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 no. See, I'd fallen asleep at ten, can't I? <laughs> but I was I done by stuggy. seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'd logged off at half four. Yeah, I just I start winding down around two p.m. these days, and <laughs> I'm so useless. Sean, this is Hero Zero. Hopefully, will come out on a Friday as it's meant to do. Probably um, will. <laughs> just you're on fucking tin ice by your right? <laughs> 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 so it is my week. So I normally do a DC character. You do Marvel characters. Um, you pretend like you don't like DC, even though you've told me DC is way better than Marvel. It's Not so much better. That. I, I love uh, Batman. See, what he's done is he's, he's incorporated a truth into some lies because yeah. I I. I I don't my I I don't hate DC characters, but oh, I also so you love them. I I think they're fine. I think love they're good. Them. I think. Would you say Would you say Batman is a bad character? No, I, of course oh, I wouldn't. Well, then you love him. Oh, that's no, he's a bad person. Oh, like, oh, well, no, I never said anything about that. <laughs> that's fair enough. What do you say? What do you say that, Sean? Because this week I am doing one of my favorite topics of a Batman villain. Um, Buckle in, because. I, I like I'm a big fan of DC and I like Marvel as well but mostly Nightwing is my main guy and within that world is Batman and everything to do with that but what comes with that is a rose gallery that is it's quite extensive and that means quite good I would say Batman's rose gallery is the best probably close enough to Spider-Man probably top they're one and two interchangeable that's a fair thing to say yeah yeah so what we have this week is a villain otherwise known as Doctor Strange, Sean. Um, now, Connor, you've gotten... Con- classic oh, classic mistake, you've gotten confused oh, there. Yeah. Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch. No, no you see, I've, I've actually done the first Doctor Strange. This Doctor Strange came long the before first, the, the other Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange yeah, the, the original Doctor Strange, the better one. No, oh, the, and he's a he's a P he's not a he's not a medical doctor he's a PhD correct Doctor <laughs> Hugo Strange Sean um, a character that a lot of people might know just name wise but maybe haven't seen much of him or probably hasn't got really much mention in terms of like main stick one. I have you your hand, my up. hand up. You had, your, you had your hand up in a visual platform, or, or not a visual, an audio platform, I should say. Go it's up. visual for you, but he's visual also in me. the Arkham games. He is indeed, Sean. <laughs> I'm glad I put my hand did up you, now. <laughs> did you put your hand up just to tell me he's in the games? No, I just wanted everyone to know that I knew. It's the yeah. Friday feeling. <laughs> you're, you're trying to prove oh, to Connor, me that please, you're it's smart. Saturday as people are listening to this. <laughs> You're trying to prove to me after last week's mum, like fuck up, and you're like, no, Connor, I know stuff. I'm, He's in the I'm video games. The, keep me on the show, <laughs> please. After 150 weeks, please. <laughs> um, so this character actually predates the Joker and predates Batman comics in general because his first appearance was actually Detective Comics number 36. Ah. So he is. One of the original originals. And how you know that is his creators, Sean, are Bill Finger and Bob Kane, are well, Hugo Strange's creators. Bill Finger created this character entirely Bill on his Fing- own? <laughs> that is true, yes. Yeah. So Bill Finger and Bob Kane also created Batman. Um, Bob Kane, I'm not going to get into it. He went for like 70 years saying he did it all. Bill Finger did nothing. Then it all came out to Bill Finger. I would say did like a lot of... It's one of those where I copied my homework, but 
don't make it obvious. Um, yeah. <laughs> figured it quite a bit. But they are the original creators of Batman and they are also the creators of Hugo Strange. So they were still writing the comic book when he At was created. Okay, so this is like as close to the source as you can get. Um, now, what I've done is I'm not going to cover his maybe first few years because he was kind of seen as just a bit of... Like, he was a, a psychiatrist. He was He was just... A very, I would not say boring character, but he was just kind of by the numbers. He turned up. Yeah, and a stereotype it, kind of mad scientist type dude. Yeah, and so what I'm actually going to concentrate on is his first appearance in After the in- Crisis of Infinite Earths in the 80s. And that was in September of 1990. Man, I'm really um, glad we all survived that crisis in the 80s. Would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> so little is known about Professor Strange um, other than that he was raised in an orphanage on the east side of Gotham known as Hell's Crucible um, and which is a go on. is that not very similar to Hell's Kitchen in New York I mean, he came first he came first Sean so I he think came you before say, New gonna, York you say I, I, he came before <laughs> New York I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it back on you <laughs> you go is that not right. similar uh, I'm going to say plagiarism on your end on my end, I've plagiarized yeah. things. You're Stan Lee, yes, <laughs> which is a ditch, which is a dangerous section of the city that is not too far from Crime Alley. He's a gifted genius, and he put himself through medical school and became a professor of psychiatry, 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 psychiatry. That's the one. I got a university. God, that uh, sentence Friday. could have gone awry on long, you very quickly. It's a long week, lad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday. Come on now. <laughs> right? yeah, it's the weekend. Let me live. Let me live. Let me have my peace. <laughs> However, his tenure was suspended after school board officials disapproved of Strange's radical ideas and theories about genetic manipulation. Strange oh. had a personal interest in obtaining genetic perfection. And he. Okay. No, no, it's just. I, I, I thought that would be beyond the scope of a psychiatrist myself. So he's he's obsessed with gaining genetic perfection. Now he is physically fit, but he lacks he he lacks a tall stature, so he's kind of small, and he also went went bald very early, and he also has to wear glasses. Mm. So within that. He's obsessed with genetic perfection, but he himself can never achieve that in his own eyes. Because, of course, he has to wear the glasses. He's gone bald. He can't do anything about that. And he's just, I think he's like five foot, like five foot four, five foot three in the comic books. Whereas he's like, genetic perfection is a man, full head of hair, no glasses, six foot two. Basically Bruce Wayne. (laughs) No, basically Bruce Wayne is like, okay, he's perfect man. And so his his whole thing comes from the fact that he's actually not enough for his own idea of perfection. Right. Okay, so he's and he what during med, medical school he was trying to test these things on people. Yeah, he likes a bit of genetic engineering shot. And oh, so um so strange needed subjects for experimentation and offered his expertise to an Indian man named Sanja whose brother was suffering from a severe illness after their parents died. 
In return for Strange's medical help, Sanjay, Sanjay pledged his loyalty to the mad doctor, working as a servant and right-hand man, while Strange performed illegal operations and experiments on patients he illegally obtained from Arkham Asylum. Because, of course, nobody's going to miss them. Doesn't That's, matter. God, it really was the 40s, wasn't it? <laughs> this was mid-90s, the Sean, this story. God, oh, oh no. <laughs> nobody's going to miss them. So he just takes these crazy people out of the Arkham Asylum, just experiments on them, half of them die, fuck it. Like, doesn't matter. We're just going to keep doing it until I get this right. Bring in the next truckload. <laughs> Strange's goal was not only to make his patients physically stronger or to enhance their immunity, but to make them men- mentally functional with a small implant that will release the necessary stimulants. So, to further finance his experiments, Strange attended the Gotham Science Institute charity ball in order to convince a few prospective clients. Um, unfortunately, Strange's propo- proposal falls on deaf ears when he is belittled by one Gotham socialite. Um, say, oh, and no. she's very drunk, and she starts pointing out all of Hugo's genetic flaws. So he's talking about, like, oh, I'm going to make genetic perfection. I'm going to do this. I can do this. I just need your funding. And she's, like, really drunk. So she walks up and she's like, genetic per- Like, you are so far from fucking... Look at you. You're like you're like an ugly, ugly like. She goes too far. She she yeah. basically she says something to the wrong person. Okay, and he snaps. I'm imagining. So Strange had no other choice but to borrow the money once again from Boss and um, Sal Maroney, uh, who is a local gangster Sal and Maroney. is is the villain in um, Batman: Mask, Mask of the Phantasm. Phantasm. Yeah, yeah, which we watched on so- our Patreon. We did, if anyone wants to go over there and listen to that. <laughs> um, but So he's he's borrowing from the mob currently to fund his stuff. But after leaving the ball, Strange notices that the socialite that mocked him um, was walking past him. And after a brief moment of anger, Strange's vindictive nature takes over. He tells Sanjay to follow the socialite and kidnap her in order to teach her a lesson about mocking his work. Uh, Sanjay uses chloroform to knock the, out the socialite and he brings her to his lab. Um, they then basically experiment on this poor woman who got drunk at a party and said the wrong thing to the wrong person. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, and what happens is they experiment on her and then she is fed to Strange's monster men who are all of his experiments that survive but are turned into monsters. Oh, who are also no. cannibals, Sean. Also cannibals because they were humans yeah. once. Correct. And, and whatever remains uh, they didn't eat was washed away into the sewers for the police to find. So, good job. <laughs> That's fucking horrendous. So, as days went by, Strange found himself increasingly under the strain of Moroni's strict repayment demands. And Strange's experiments mutated test subjects into massive flesh-eating monster men who were very, very powerful, is what I will say. So, once Moroni threatened Strange to repay his debt to him, the Doctor retaliated by unleashing one of the monster men on Moroni's henchmen, and basically allowing the monster man to just eat all of the henchmen (laughs) as it's going along. And while this is happening, Doctor Strange has a plan that he's going to attack his henchmen, at the same time he's going to rob one of Moroni's casinos. That is currently... So he's robbing from the same mob that he's actually... he owes debt to. Oh, this is definitely going to end well, isn't it? It's Oh, it's going to end real well. Um, and Strange paid off his debt to Moroni. But oh. Moroni said something was amiss. 
when Hugo managed to pay off his debt so quickly and in one large sum. You had no money last week, now you have quarter of a million. Where did that come from? <laughs> and he like he, he opens his pockets and a load of poker chips fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> um, the murder of the socialite and the recent massacre at Moroni's casino caught the attention of Batman, which makes sense. If there's anyone you don't want to catch the attention of in Gotham. Bruce managed to get some information from Maroney and Bruce did some digging of his own and he searched Strange's records and he didn't find much except for one license plate that had one last known address on it. Batman arrives at the at the warehouse according to the address and he gets past Hugo's security systems and finds ordinary men in stasis tanks who are being prepared for experiments. So he walks out of the lab with all the people like uh, in the Suicide Squad but without yeah. like... Oh. Yeah. The star or kind of thing. I get you. Um, Batman recognised some of the men because he was he was the one who actually sent them to Arkham in the first place. So he's like, <sighs> oh shit, I like arrested him last week and now oh. he's he's dead. Well, um, at least I didn't kill him. <laughs> at least I he, like, he has no legs. <laughs> Batman <laughs> broke his spine, but he's like, I didn't kill him though, did I? I don't think I did. You're welcome. <laughs> He's, he's like he just for a high there. five off the corpse. <laughs> he goes to fist bump the glass. <laughs> huh? Huh? Fist bump? Huh? No. Oh, huh? not moving. Not moving. Oh. Oh yeah. Sorry. I I actually broke your spine. <laughs> I remember now. Um, Batman. Batman got the drop on Hugo and began to interrogate him. But just as he was doing this, Sanjay runs to the doctor's aid and he uses a tranquilizer to knock out Batman. And so they knock out Batman and they throw him in the monster's men, the monster men's den. And, and it's at this point that Strange is awestruck at how Batman, a mere powerless human, uh, shows no fear, no hesitation, and is completely efficient at defeating the creatures one by one. And at this point he thinks, holy shit, that's the perfect human. I've, uh. I've been searching. That's who he is. But does that not mean that like he doesn't need to do the experiments? Like it is possible to make that perfect human. Um I I suppose you're trying to put logic on a crazy man. This is very true. Sorry, mm. I should have known better. <laughs> After analysing the Batman's daring escape, because of course Batman gets away um, from the den, Strange was overly impressed by Batman's array of weapons and how Batman represents the peak of human genetic perfection, which Strange himself had been lacking for so long. So within this is like a weird Venn diagram of he thinks Batman is perfect, but he also wants to be Batman. And that's where Hugo Strange kind of comes into his own weird little niche. Because he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to kill Batman. But he wants to be him. Like, he's the perfection that he wants for himself. Yeah. That he can't have, ever. No matter how much he works out, he can never be Bruce Wayne. So no, he can't grow another foot. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it is. But a foot and, like, height-wise, another foot... Both of them. He can't do either of them. <laughs> yeah, genetic perfection is three feet. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> um, and so Strange and Sanjay basically moved their operations somewhere else, cause, uh, but they need Marodi's help again. And Strange destroys the warehouse by setting it on fire. Um, Maroney decides that he's going to help him, but they get the idea that um, he sends one of his goons down called Richie Patore 
and he turns up and he starts shooting all of the the men who are in the tubes, basically killing them before he can turn them into monster men. And the right. threat is, I know you robbed my casino. If anything like that ever happens again, I'm going to kill you and everyone that you've experimented on. Because you, you fucked with the mob boss, <laughs> basically. And you know what? The, the mob isn't always right, but they have a right to say that. But you see, he pissed off the wrong person because you forget that Doctor Strange has several cannibal animal men, monster men on his side. And so Strange decides, well, I don't need you anymore, then, Sal. I can do this on my own. And decides that his research with the monster men has reached its peak. And he performs the alterations on Sanjay's brother. And Strange was amazed at how Sanjay's brother... um, transformed in different ways and he gained more muscle tone than everybody else and basically Strange and Sanjay Sanjay arrive at Falcone's country estate um, where Moroni is held up and they set the monster men loose on the whole mob right just like crack open the, the, the back of the truck and the lads all run out yeah, and the monster men just absolutely annihilate these mobsters. Just run through them. Um, now, half of them die, the monster men, but a whole lot of mobsters die uh, on the other side. Um, and so what happens then is Sanjay witnesses... Um, ri- sorry, Richie, the, the mobster, shoots Sanjay's brother. Sanjay does it like this, and he grabs a gun. Um, but he gets shot then by Marodi. And one of the monster men goes after Maroney uh, when he tries to escape via helicopter. But Batman turns up and he apprehends Maroney. And while he's doing that, all the monster men fall off the roof um, into an explosion. Basically, the, the, the house explodes. Right. Because how did they write them out of the story <laughs> is the question. They all exploded at once and none survived. Um, and so Strange, is, Strange explodes here and he is not seen. But the issue is that nobody ever sees a body. Strange has a very unique idea in the comic books where he's avoided death so many times, people think he can't die. There was a really cool story where he finds out the identity of Batman and he's going to sell it to the mob. Um, this is this is a completely separate story. I'm going to talk about another story now in a minute that's along the same lines, but this is a separate comic run. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sell it to the Joker, Two-Face, penguin and it's actually an episode of batman the animated series as well and just as before he's about to he's he's going to sell it off to the highest bidder like you give me a billion dollars and i'll tell you who batman is and just before he does it he gets beaten to death Um, somebody beats him to death and he's meant to have died and then later on it comes out that he slowed his heartbeat so much that he faked death and then he comes back, like, in a different issue, like, a few months later, like, I'm Jesus. still alive! <laughs> so, he has a weird thing where he just constantly survives definite death for no reason. I mean, that's that could be, like, his, you know, secret Doctor Strange power. Or, it's comic books. It's comic books, I think. Um, and the main story with um, Hugo Strange, I can call him Doctor Strange, but Hugo Strange that I want to talk about is called Batman Prey. And I think this is probably top 20 Batman stories ever. I think this is so interesting, just as a, as a run. Because Strange appears on a nighttime talk show, along with Commissioner Gordon and the Mayor of Gotham. And Doctor Strange is basically seen as like uh, the expert the 
the mental expert. They're going to talk to him about Batman. And this is early in Batman's run. So he's still kind of, the police are against him. Right. And so people are all on this talk show like, who's behind the Batman? What's going on? They bring Doctor Strange in as the psychologist. And he comes in and Strange explains that Batman's obsession with the darkness and the idea of vengeance. And Strange's deduction leads him to the conclusion that the Batman was an individual who lost someone close to him one fateful night. Um, At this point, the mayor becomes interested as well, as well as impressed by Doctor Strange's psychological profile of the Batman. So he's on the talk show with him and he's like, yeah, that's really interesting. Doctor, you are you seem very impressive because we've been trying to catch this guy for months. That's you're kind of getting like you're they don't know into his head. Into his head. So Strange's psychoanalyst of the Batman is not entirely valid. He assumes the Batman craves individual power um, and has a paranoid mistrust in others, which indicates either he suffers from schizophrenia or a split personality. So he's he's right on some things, and he also maybe overestimates on other things. So he he thinks Batman craves individual power. He also has an idea that Batman hates the police because they didn't find the murderer of his of who shot whoever his loved one is. Right, so he's assuming uh, some things. Yeah, um, and so Strange believes the Batman is only assisting the police in their investigations so he can make his arrests stick in court, but he will never join the police force, officially. The supposed reason for this is Batman wants to defer the police's efforts on making arrests to him, so he will gain all of Gotham's praise um, and be seen as like the best in Gotham. So he's just all about his old glory. Strange becomes Batman's latest threat when the mayor appoints Strange as a consultant for Gordon's police task force, which was created by the mayor to capture Batman. So the mayor sets up a task force like, we're going to capture Batman. Commissioner Gordon's the head of it. And then he's like, Gordon, this guy impressed me. He's joining your task force as your specialist psychologist. Ask him anything. He's going he's gonna to criminal minds us to Batman. Yeah, he's going to help us catch this guy. Yeah, and ironically, Batman, Gordon is on that team, even though he definitely doesn't want to capture Batman, because he's like, he's doing good. But what can you do? Yeah, um, no, that, that's I, Jim Gordon, though, like doing things he doesn't want to do. And what's so interesting about this story is that Bruce is, of course, hearing all this. And instead of this, he's, he's a younger Bruce. And so instead of being like, no, he's, he's wrong. Bruce begins to question and doubt the reasons he became the Cape Crusader in the first place. It's like, holy shit. Maybe I am right. Maybe he is right. But Alfred puts Bruce's misconceptions to rest by reassuring him that the innocent people of Gotham deserve a hero like the Batman, even though some people won't admit that they need him. So he he's so convincing, he convinces Batman that maybe, oh fuck, maybe there's some truth to this. Maybe, yeah, but like, and also he's, he's introduced as like the, you know, the psychiatrist, the specialist in the human mind, and all this. And a younger Batman probably would take his advice. Yeah, and so the next day, Strange and the Mayor discuss the terms of his involvement with Gordon's task force, and he basically um, he re- he anticipates Gordon's reluctance to help him in catching the Batman. So he asks the Mayor. Could you give me full access to the police files for Batman's tactics, his methods, any data you have? Because I think Gordon's going to try and work against us, Mayor. 
Like me and you, we're in this together. He's yeah, going to try and work. We both want to find the Batman. Like, like I really want to find him to stop him, not because I love him, but like it's just like Gordon's going to try and put a stop to that. So you write made me like a, lo- a note says I get full access to all the police files. That would be great. Um, okay. And does he? Of course, the mayor is oh, like, "That's a great idea, Doctor." <laughs> yeah, how oh, I, did I not trust think you of that. completely. Yeah, I trust. I was on a talk show with you once. That Gordon guy's a dickhead. So, and I think also politically, it's good for the mayor to be against Batman because it's still early in his run, and yeah. I think it's still seen as a strong political stance to be like anti-Batman at this point. So, Strange discusses his enthusiasm for taking the opportunity to increase his television ratings and to further his understanding of who the Batman really is. Um, now, Strange's only other reason for accepting the role in Gordon's task force is because he will have a chance to get rid of the Batman and take over as Batman. He, he wants to take over as Gotham's Batman. Right. So... As the new hero within Gotham. I mean... If... Uh, w- such a weird motivation given everything we know so far so he's gonna try and convince gordon that batman is fucked like this guy's yeah. a bad dude but within that he's gonna gain gordon's trust so that when he proclaims himself as the new vigilante of batman after this batman is gone gordon will be like no this guy's good he helped us stop the last guy fuck because he knows if he can get gordon's trust he'll be he'll be set he'll be fine yeah um, and so he basically wants to use Gordon's trust to use the police force as his personal enforcers when he becomes the vigilante of the of the city. Like you've, multiple times, he dresses up as Batman in the comic books. Really? Because he, yeah, like he puts on the bat suit. That's ludicrous. Yeah, according to Strange, the Batman supposedly has nothing but disdain for any authority except his own, and he basically implies that Batman hates Gotham PD. Um, so he's constantly telling Gordon he hates you. Like he, he doesn't not like me. I, cops. I, I love you, but he hates you. I'm just letting you know. He thinks he's um, better than you. With this expert knowledge within the fields of behavior psychology, it didn't take Strange long to finally realize that the Batman and Bruce Wayne were the same, <sighs> and were the same people. He's figured it he out. Fi- he figures it out, and that the head of the police task force would serve as a key member within Strange's plan to rid the Batman once and for all. Hiding this knowledge away from Gordon, the mayor and the task force, his first part of the plan was he actually brainwashes the leader of the task force to be like, Batman's a fuck... Like, once again, he's just like, Batman is a bad guy, but he's psychologically just like brainwashing the head of the task force constantly, being like... Batman's bad I'm good Batman's bad I'm good <laughs> like yeah. one of those where when it comes to the, the head of the police force like Batman's a fucking dickhead yeah a strange yeah. is the only one I'm gonna trust he like talks him into making him say it basically and he actually he he fucks with his mind so much that the head of the task force he convinces him to go and do his own dirty work for him and through some weird fucking logic he's like we need to kidnap the mayor's daughter right Oh. And frame Batman for it. So he wants to. So he dresses up the police, the guy, uh, the head of the police task force in a Batman suit. So I want you to kidnap the mayor's daughter. Everyone's going to think it was Batman. 
yeah. then me and you come out looking real good when we catch Batman because he kidnapped the mayor's daughter. Um, which makes sense. So as Hugo Strange successfully managed to frame the Batman have all, and have all the law enforcement within Gotham City after the hero with, the, with orders from the mayor to shoot to kill because, of course, the mayor's daughter has been kidnapped now. So he's like, shoot to kill Batman. Yeah, he's a dickhead. don't pull any punches, lads. This plan of action forced Batman into hiding and to have Strange successfully fulfil his goals as taking over as the new Batman for a short period. Because so the Batman can't it. come out. Yeah. That's ridiculous. His plan actually backfired eventually, as he was caught by both Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Um, it caught out in his lies, eventually. And he was accidentally shot into the river while he was disguised as the Batman. As Batman found himself cleared of all charges, due to the fact that he managed to save the mayor's daughter, there was the notion that Strange's body was never found and that there was no possible verifica- verification of his death. So once again, he, he was shot into a river, but nobody ever found him. So, oh, fuck. That's an odd thing to keep happening to this man. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps getting away. Just like nearly dying and then surviving. So is he just then... Yeah, like he's just a, a mad scientist. Like he's he's a psychologist and he's a, a psychologist. He'll... Or a, a scientist he'll do experiments and stuff but does he have like has he given himself super resilience or super strength or anything like no, that nothing like that's that's the whole part of him that he is genetically inferior but he's constantly trying to better himself so he's like he's an expert gymnastic and martial arts he's like peak human condition but he's peak human condition for him rather than like peak human condition so he's the best version of him that he can be but he realises that he'll never be perfect to what he strives to be perfect yeah he'll never be Bruce Wayne's perfection oh, now, oh that's fucked they did, a, they did a tie-in series with the Batman the animated series um, this might surprise you but the animated series did very cool things with Doctor Strange gave him a really cool backstory um, they added new depth and tragedy uh, which they were always definitely to do uh, Strange was revealed to have had a son, David Strange, who was murdered by mobsters. Um, and what happened was there's another story called The Secret of Bruce Wayne, where he invented a machine that would wipe away memories with the hope that he could forget that David ever existed because he was still in grief Fuck. over his son dying. Um, however, after testing the machine on himself, Strange's memories became so mixed up that he forgot he actually made the machine and proceeded to make it over and over again until he could do nothing but relive his son's death on an endless loop. Isn't that <sighs> fucked? That's entirely fucked. How dare the animated series make me feel bad for a villain? So good. Um, and the last story I wanted to talk about, I know we've got over 30 minutes, but this is a character that... By the way, I, sk- I left out so many cool stories of him. Yeah, like, he's been around from the start, I imagine he's just had everything happen to him. And every story that he's involved is psychologically different. Like, he's not punching Batman to death. It's all psychological stuff. Um, yeah. There's an episode of The Batman, uh, the 2004 animated series, that really always stands out to me. And it's, um, it's called Strange New World. And... It's like a really weird episode. I think it's like season four, season five. But what happens is you you get dropped in and 
Batman and Robin and Batgirl are the only ones left. And everybody's a zombie, right? Or everybody appears to be a zombie. And they're like, holy shit, everyone's like being turned into zombies. This is fucked. And so they go to Doctor Strange and he like, he says, oh, I have an anecdote, antidote for that. And he accidentally drops it outside the door. And um, when it explodes, there's a whole thing where they're like, he's the only one that has the antidote for this. And Bruce is just like, he has the antidote. So he goes to get him. He leads him somewhere else. And throughout it, Batgirl gets taken. She gets turned into a zombie. And then it's like, it becomes a case of like, you have Robin and Batman. They're the only two people left. And they're like testing the air outside. And the Batmobile's like, the air's fine. I don't understand. Like, it says the air is clear. And then they capture like, Commissioner Gordon's a zombie to take his hair. And Batman's in the cave like, he's like, this hair looks perfectly fine. There's nothing on it doesn't make any sense and the two of them are just so confused and then eventually they get overrun and robin gets taken and he gets turned into a zombie and batman's the only person left and he's like i think it's it's said that like he's been awake straight for a whole week like fighting Jesus. these zombies and he's like a f- he's got the stubble and he's just like so tired and he eventually comes up with this uh, formula for the antidote thanks to um hugo strange and he's like okay this is going to help everyone so he puts all the bombs at all the buildings and the zombies are like still like crawling up the roof like trying to get to him and he's like fighting off ro- zombie Batman, uh, zombie Robin and zombie Batgirl like Commissioner Gordon and everything and he's like one button away from about to press the button to release the antidote and then you find out that it's actually the other way around and the reveal is that he's the one that has been infected and everybody else is trying is, to stop him. Is trying to stop him because Strange has given him the vial for the fear gas. So what Fuck. he thought was the antidote was he was actually going to release the gas that was going to turn everybody into just trembling. Like, they were all going to be terrified. So everyone who had been taken so far had actually been given the antidote rather than turned into a zombie. And so he's That's the only wild. one left. Isn't that such a cool idea for a story? Like, he's literally, like, one button... He's literally hovering over the button, and he's about to press it, and then he starts thinking, Jesus, Strange made this really easy to get this antidote. Like, why would he do that? And he starts replaying it all in his head, um, and then he... There's a bit at the start where he says to Robin, like, oh, Strange is going to fuck with your mind. Better watch out for that. He Don't let him fuck with your mind. And the zombie Robin says something like... I think he says, mind like mess mind but he's like gro- gro- groaning it growling like, yeah that's a w- that's a weird thing for a zombie to grow <laughs> and he's, like, <laughs> he's like putting it all together in his brain and he's like holy shit i'm the one infected everybody else isn't infected yeah that's one of my favorite strange stories that's just really because cool. it's, it's it's a unique story that i don't think a lot of animated shows would have tried because it's only the reveal at the very very end just when you think, oh, Batman's about to win. And you're like, oh, shit, he was going to lose. Yeah, he's going to lose hard. <laughs> so he starts the episode already lost. Like, Strange already has the upper hand. He's infected him. Yeah, and it, and I like that, that like everyone who's been fighting him the whole episode was actually trying to save him. Yeah, so you have Commissioner Gordon, Bat- Batgirl and Robin like, chasing after him, but they're trying to like hold him down so they can inject him in with the antidote. So he'll just calm down, but they can't get a hold of him because he's, he's Batman. fucking Batman. <laughs> he's Batman. Like, but yeah, so that is Dr. Hugo Strange. Um, his abilities are, of course, genius level inter- intellect. He's a genius with anything to do with that, tactical analysis, psychology, 
um, any sort of medicine. Um, his weaknesses are, of course, mental illness, obsession, and genetic limitation. So he can never, ever, no matter how much he wants to be Batman and tries to kill Batman so he can be the new vigilante and be the he- peak of human genetics, he can never... He's always limited by his genetics, is what he always says, no matter how much he tries. Yeah. But, but, like, if he just... If he stopped trying to be Batman and just was the best good Doctor Strange, he could do a ma- he probably- yourself. Yeah, he could probably <laughs> cure cancer or something. That's all I'm saying. But he's just putting all of his time and effort in the wrong areas. Ah, look. It's, everyone needs a hobby, I suppose. Um, that's that's wild. Because I just know him as like, oh, he was the, the creepy guy at the start of Arkham City. But that's a yeah, lot of backstory. He's really, really psychologically like a re- like Scarecrow. He's very yeah. similar to Scarecrow, but he's probably another level in that he doesn't just rely on fear gas. Like, it's psychologically he's just going to try and fuck with you. And also, in every interaction you have, he's able to just pick out flaws and just, like, he f- he notices things in what you say about anything and he'll just use that for his advantage later on. Yeah. like Yeah, and it's not, like, fear gas even. It's just like, no, it's, it's the regular mind. He just knows how to manipulate it. Yeah, exactly, because he's smarter than everybody. Very good. He deduced good that. B- he deduced that Bruce Wayne was Batman. He's. I think him and Tim Drake are the only two I can think of that have done that. I'm probably missing quite a few. In Batman: but, The Brave and the Bold, there was a robot that did it once. Okay, I, humans. I'm going to rely on humans Fair. only. Fair. <laughs> Do you want to take us out, Chad? Yes, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Sunday, why not, with another episode of Hero <laughs> or Zero. Um, o- only 40 hours until Monday. No, wait, no, 24 hours. <laughs> what, what, what if we did just Friday, but like four weeks from now? That's when we'll do it. Yeah, just release uh, it eventually. Eventually it'll get there. Um, and thank you to everyone who supports us over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. Also below is the merch store, the Twitter, at Heroes for Hire pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Heroes for Hire podcast, or Detective Dillman's discussion group. Uh, the Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast, or you can email us Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. We do always appreciate a like and a follow on any podcast platform that you're listening on. It helps to you know, put us into the algorithm a little bit further. And the most important way you can ever help the show, just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, for God's sake. For God's sake, he's going to melt our minds if you tell more than one. Uh, but I think that's about it, Connor. Um, yeah, I think I will forgive you if you tell two, but three, and I might... Oh, um, cry? Is, is cry a cry. threat? Yeah, yeah, he, he threatens it every week and it's hilarious, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a real, cr- it's a funny cry. I want to know like scrunches the face. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like a sad clown. It's amazing. <laughs> so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.